I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. Did you know that you could make yourself a country? If you're wondering how, then let me tell you about Randy Williams, creator and sultan of micronation Slow Jamistan. As the name suggests, Slow Jamistan is a land of slow jams, and according to its website, it values qualities like freedom, honor, and respect. Sounds pretty sweet, right? Except you can't wear Crocs inside its boundaries. Now, where can you find this country on a map? Well, it's an 11 acres large desert land in the U.S. on California State Route 78 that is a couple hours drive away from San Diego. Randy Williams, aka the Sultan of Slow Jamistan, is a 46-year-old radio DJ from San Diego who has visited every UN-recognized country in the world. When he finally ran out of countries to visit, he decided to make one of his own. He spoke to CNN about stumbling upon the idea after visiting another one of these micronations called the Republic of Molossia, a sovereign created in 1988 in the American state of Nevada. Drawing inspiration, he bought a piece of land for nineteen thousand dollars and founded Slow Jamistan in twenty twenty one, named after his radio show. According to an article by the Guardian, he even sent a declaration of independence to Joe Biden and the United Nations, asking for peace and cooperation and announcing non-alignment with U.S. laws. So, what would it follow if not U.S. laws? Its own doctrine, of course. There's a whole array of silly laws listed on Slow Jamistan's official website, including a strict ban on mumble rap and a set of national holidays. And of course, as I mentioned before, wearing Crocs is the biggest crime you can commit. What's more, the national animal is a raccoon, and it's also featured on the flag. Even if you can't live there, you can become a citizen, learn the national anthem set to the tune of Elton John's Rocket Man, and even get a passport. And don't worry about where you're from or what culture you belong to, because Slow Jamistan does not discriminate. Also, get this: there are no taxes. But how does Slow Jamistan even call itself a nation? And what is a nation anyway? Well, that's a pretty tough question. But the CNN article noted that the 1933 Montevideo Convention defined a nation as a place that hosts a permanent population, a defined territory, a government. And the capacity to enter into diplomatic relations with other states. Now there are many such micronations around the world, like the Principality of Sealand in the UK or the island of Kailasa off the coast of Ecuador, which have been running on this loose definition. Plus, the Guardian says that these nations are, and I quote, as real as their members believe they are. End quote. Even if their independence isn't recognized. They operate under laws, maybe some religious or political agendas, and might even just exist online. Slow Jamistan, however, doesn't take itself too seriously and only offers a sort of escapist experience to its visitors and citizens who are a part of the nation because they believe they are. And while it's all mostly fun and games, there are people who have wanted to move to Slow Jamistan with their families to escape from troubles in their home countries. But if you're just looking for a fun, casual visit, its gates, or rather, its loan security checkpoint, is always open. Just make sure you don't wear Crocs.
for the next few minutes you are going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology business policy and anything that leaves you with food for thought hello i'm farheen and for today's edition of the signal daily we're replugging two of our timeless stories rare beauty a beauty brand founded by american singer selena gomez made its way to india and created a bit of a frenzy among makeup enthusiasts according to a report in the hindu rare beauty products were launched online at midnight but due to heavy traffic the website soon crashed to people's dismay most products were sold out by the time the website could be restored reportedly the brand's viral tinted lip oil went out of stock and i'm not making this up within 15 minutes yes you heard that right 15 minutes rare beauty is not the first of its kind though many global beauty brands and conglomerates have been eyeing india's exploding beauty market for example in 2019 american skincare brand paula's choice opened its shop in india next year muorad a clinical skincare brand followed suit k brand beauty cos rx in partnership with nika was also launched the same year and more brands are on the way for one Japanese beauty giant Shiseido owned Nars Cosmetics will see its India launch in the second half of this year. Meanwhile, e-commerce giant Amazon will be selling more than 60 international brands like Makeup Revolution, Pharmacy and Shopa in its recently launched global beauty store. For that matter, Ambani owned Reliance, which also forayed into the business of beauty retail with Tira recently. has signed the trio of Kareena Kapoor, Kiara Advani and Sohana Khan as its brand ambassadors. Then there are global beauty behemoths which are investing in homegrown beauty brands. For instance, Estee Lauder set up a beauty brands incubator in India last August in partnership with Nike. Earlier this year, L'Oreal Group, the world's biggest personal care conglomerate, said it was investing in consumer-focused VC fund DSG Consumer Partners. DSG has investments in beauty brands such as hair care brand Arata and actor Deepika Padukone's skincare brand 82E. Well, it looks like everybody is keen to have a share in India's beauty market. This brings us to the question, why? Why is suddenly everybody, be it the old conglomerates or the new startups or the established e-commerce platforms, interested in cashing in on India's premium and luxury beauty market? Well, before we analyze the factors one by one, here is some data to put things into perspective. The market for skincare and makeup is increasing. According to Euromonitor International, a London-based market research company, India's beauty market has grown by almost 27% from 2018 to be worth 15.6 billion dollars in 2022 and is predicted to reach 17.4 billion dollars by 2025. Clearly, Indians are willing to spend on makeup and this can be attributed to several factors. One is digital penetration. With expanding access to the internet, more and more women from tier 2 and tier 3 cities are coming online and as a result, the share of women online shoppers is increasing. This is the segment the beauty brands want to tap onto. Mass beauty brands in India have a rich history, led by brands from Hindustan Unilever and the L'Oréal group. And just a fun fact, the Kajal pencil continues to be the best-selling makeup item in the country. 
but the penetration of beauty and personal care consumption is still comparatively low in india according to a report by brokerage firm jeffries indians spend as little as 15 dollars a year on beauty and personal care compared to the chinese who spend over 50 dollars and the americans who spend over 1200 dollars however this consumer segment has rapidly shifted online in the last decade with the rise of e-commerce portals like Nike and others like Flipkart owned Myntra, Reliance, Tata and Amazon joining the fray. Of this, Jefferies expects the premium segment is expected to grow at 16% compounded annually until 2026, much higher than the mass beauty business. India's affluent, largely urban shoppers are exposed to international beauty and makeup brands but aren't getting them easily back in the country. This is especially true for consumers in tier 2 and tier 3 cities who only began buying higher priced beauty and personal care goods in their hometowns once they became available online. Now, brands are also pushing into offline retail with an eye on this segment of consumers. Nike recently told investors that 30 to 40% of its premium brand sales happen in their stores. Meanwhile, Shopstop is aggressively scaling up its SS beauty format. of beauty stores that retails expensive makeup and skincare from Clinique, MAC and more. But now, as they max out the market opportunity in China, these global giants are banking on India to binge on luxury beauty and provide them with their next leg of growth. If you like listening to the Signal Daily, please show us some support. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd love to hear what you have to say about this podcast, so feel free to shoot an email at hello at thesignal dot co. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IBM. The episode was written and researched by Anup and Charmika, edited and produced by Shorbury and Soumya Gupta, mastered and mixed by Manas and Nirvan. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are thesignal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter.